Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Hey, kids, NORAD is tracking Santa Claus across North America. You got it on, don't you? Yeah, that's kind of sad. You're actually what? doing it. I am. I'm tracking him. NORAD, what is it? NORAD. I got to find out where it is. The North so American Air Defense Command. It's NORADSANTA.org. Yeah. There's Go General to... Berenger from NORAD. Take us to DEFCON 5. And uh, there's a website. Hmm. And... Uh, www.noradsanta.com, and uh, it will feature 25 key stops on Santa's journey, beginning at the North Pole and ending in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm among the uh, people who wondered how in the world he ever accomplished that in one night. Well, it's, he's very, it's magical. He's magic. He's got time zones to work with, so it doesn't all have to be, you know, yeah. bing, bang, boom. He, right now, it looks like he's in... Um, Where is he right now for the kids listening? Uh, he's just on the eastern tip of... Uh, He'd be in Europe, wouldn't he? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of dark here. If it's Maybe Africa he's or... in Asia visiting small Muslim Been children. there already. Yeah. He's been there already. Oh. Picked up the commie countries, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's on his way, so he's just about to hop across the big pond. Do you look, swing the computer around so I can yeah. see where you Santa see where is. Santa is with the little hat? See, so he's right here. It's kind of dark. He's yeah. got to go across the pond, and then here's the uh, North America. That's almost the path that the Northwest takes when they leave uh, London to fly up over Greenland and yeah. Iceland and down through Canada and into uh, into your Minneapolis St. Paul International. So you know it's legitimate. Well, kids. Uh, Santa right now, kids, mm-hmm. is over the Atlantic Ocean, mm-hmm. headed this way because mm-hmm. see, he's he's racing, he's racing the sun. Uh, yeah, it's a, I mean he's he's under the gun here. Oh, there's no Probably question. A little stressed he's, out. He's under the gun. Right. I got to leave a little something out for him tonight. Do you? Yeah, a little. <laughs> Santa likes his. Ho ho ho. Teach a kid, Santa likes a little drink. There's also a running counter about how many cookies he's been eating. Really? And right now, okay, it's in the millions, 825 million, 202. Anyways, there's a lot. A whole bunch is what you're saying. Okay, math whiz, nice talking to you. (laughs) How is it reading those numbers? Do it. That's that's the whole thing, though. Santa's throat number. gets a little dry after those cookies. Well, he needed Mort Cooper, the speech there. <laughs> yes. The milk doesn't quite coat it enough, but you throw him out a little Crown Royale. Yeah. Well, Ooh. the other thing uh, you have to leave is you got to leave some carrots. Uh, for Rudy. you got to leave carrots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do it. All right, I will. Can you read those numbers, Joe? Here's what I would do, Kelly. All right, here, I'd take a pencil and I'd put the commas in. Santa has eaten 825,246,251 cookies. Hmm. Isn't that something? No wonder he's so fat. See, it says here, uh, Santa takes some breaks during his long trip, especially for snacks left by children. Santa eats and drinks lots of different snacks on Christmas Eve. 
Yes, where's the porta potty? Must leave my. Have you seen the card? No. If you were bad all year, no. And then got the Santa Claus sitting with his drawers well, down. Come on, now we don't want to. What, on that... the chimney, you know, giving oh, you the old that deal, something? right? That's quite a card. Do you leave him a snack? Kids all over the world leave him snacks and drinks, and some kids leave carrots for Santa's reindeer. The reindeer love vegetables. Some people pronounce that word. Vegetables. Vegetables. What do you say? Vegetables. Vegetables. But the carrots are very big with the uh, with the reindeer. Mm-hmm. Isn't that uh, isn't that the truth? Uh, yeah, I think we leave out milk and cookies. That's probably it. I'm very glad that I'm done with the putting stuff together deal. Uh, I'm not. I know. I'm in for the long haul tonight. Postman. But you know you wouldn't you wouldn't change that for the world though, would you? Oh no. Kind of her. Santa doesn't what? know how to put that stuff together. <laughs> You'd sometimes wonder mm-hmm. the next day how it What got Santa together. was doing. Maybe he was in such a hurry. Postmen in Victorian England were popularly called Robins. Uh, reason? This was because the British Postal Service was founded by Sir Robin Spence. Mm-hmm. Their uniforms were red. They were famous for whistling as they made their rounds, or they also delivered eggs. Uh, they also delivered eggs. Nope. Everybody had to eat back Because their uniforms were red. Oh, got that one wrong for sure. Yep. What, you know, in medieval times, there really wasn't a post office, but what did they do in town? What do you mean? Like, you know, over in London. If they had to deliver a letter. They had it. They had a postal service. They did? Uh, some rudimentary form of it, sure. Mm-hmm. As early as 1822. It's funny you would have mentioned that. Not that mm-hmm. that's medieval times, but as early as 1822, the postmaster in Washington, D.C. was worried by the amount of extra mail at Christmas. His preferred solution to the problem was, A, recruit volunteer postmen. B, raise the price of postage. C, request that people put holiday greetings in the newspaper. Or D, limit by law the number of cards a person could send. I'm going to take a guess because I haven't seen the answer. Obviously, the guess would be uh, raising prices of postage. Which is a tradition they have not shied away from. And we're, we're wrong. Really? They wanted to limit by law the number of cards a person could send. Why don't you send me back to communist? The proposed law was never Past. Huh. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Exactly. Uh, America's official national Christmas tree is displayed at Rockefeller Center in New York, brought from Canada and erected in Washington each year, located in Kings Canyon National Park in California, or D. Scotch Pine. All right, it's not from Canada. Uh... It's not in Rockefeller Center. It's Scotch Pine. No, it's in Kings Canyon National Park. The tree is a giant sequoia called the General Grant Tree. It's 300 feet high. It was made the official Christmas tree in 1925. That's pretty lame. Well, it's not lame. That's what they did. You know, what do, you what do we call the one at the White House? That's the White House Christmas tree. That's look at I I'm you're gonna argue no with I the, no I'm not gonna argue with don't the you, internet. Don't you I find mean, that's odd that uh, the the official Christmas tree and then they let it sit there the whole time, don't decorate it. 
The Irish custom of feeding the wren on December 26th. Never heard that one no, before. No, sure. Feeding You're Irish. Wren. And I am, and I've never heard this one. <laughs> Consists of uh, taking one's in-laws out to dinner, mm-hmm. carrying a wren door-to-door to collect money for charity, leaving a basket of cakes at the door, or putting out suet and seeds for the wild birds. I'm going to say you walk around with a wren and you ask for money for charity. Uh, that's what it was. Feeding the wren. Feeding the wren. What was that guy doing here? Trying to get food for the wren. No, trying to get food for charity. Yeah, and the charity. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think I'm going to try this one, too, without looking at the answers. Yeah. The tradition, the, the, tra- the tradition of putting up a tree at Christmas is believed to have started in England, France, Germany, or Norway. Ho, ho, ho! Hamburg! I think ho, ho. you're right. It's Germany. Yeah, Deutschland. Germany. Very yep. good. I think they hung them up upside down, too. I'm almost done with this pile, but there's one more pile to go through. Oh, I like it. I like it. You don't get this kind of trivia anywhere else. No, you don't. It's Christmas Eve. What did you expect? A guy calling from India? In many countries, Christmas is considered a propitious... Why can't I say that word? Why do they use such big words? Why don't they just, you know... Propitious? Okay. Propitious. Where's N.P. Merrill when I need him? Yeah. Uh, time for fortune telling. In Switzerland, an onion and salt are traditionally used to predict a whether a girl will marry in the coming year, the weather, the outcome of a journey, or the state of a family's health. State of a family's health. That, that what you're going with? Yep, they go for the eyes and the heart. Nope, that was to predict the weather for the really? coming year. Yeah. Maybe if guests are coming, salt can do that as well. Uh. Okay. All through the Christmas season in Old England, lamb's wool could be found in the houses of the of the well-to-do. Okay. True. Uh, lamb's wool. Hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, it was imitation snow used in decorations, a brew of hot ale with roasted apples floating in it. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the material used for knitting Christmas gifts, a fluffy confection made from almonds and sugar. I'm going with the sweater, the knitting stuff. That's what I would have done, but it's the brew of hot ale with apples in it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Lamb's wool? That's, yeah. I... On my birthday, I received the complete uh, bartend, home bartender guide, Yeah. and I'll find out if that's a legitimate drink or not. Well, I, I don't think you can go into a bar today and say, I'll take a lamb's wool on the rocks. You know, right. I don't well, you never they, know. Maybe it's changed. I don't think they have that. That's a good gift, though. <sighs> lamb's wool? No, the book with the home bartender guide. John? Yeah, Merry Christmas to all. Thank you. Same to you. Question for Rookie. As we speak, I am making the dressing. I need a starting point for the sage. He's just as sage to taste. Right. Sage to taste, man. He didn't hear. I don't know. I didn't make it. Yeah, he said with the dressing, but I don't know how to. uh, I don't know how to make it. Isn't it on the uh, website? Nope. It just says to taste. I'm I'm trying to figure out where to start. I don't think you even need that much sage. Okay. A pinch. Isn't that what people always say? A a light pinch. 
And is the recipe on the-, on the Garage Logic website? Yes, it yep. is. And you're yep. following it, uh, John? Yep, I'm following and it. And what is the question again? How much, where do you start? With the sage, you know, a teaspoon, tablespoon? Well, no, no. Start with a very minimal amount. You can always add. You can't take it out. Okay. Listen to me. I've never cooked in my life. Are you making it for us or what? No, I'm making it for us. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number two, you ought to post on there that's enough to feed an army. That's a big batch of stuffing. Yeah. Uh, It is a big batch, but you'll be very pleased with it, and it will go fast. I hope so. All right, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Okay, wait a minute. Now, sausage dressing rec- recipe. Yeah. Uh, sage is a, is what an herb or a spice? Sage to t- it's a spice or herb. I don't know. It's a thing. Did she remember? Okay, yeah, she remembered the chicken broth on there. It is really good, though. Yeah, but wouldn't you agree that you you just just keep adding till you like it? I probably wouldn't even put any on. It's already sage. plump full of good stuff. So go to uh, uh, garagelogic.com and click on Show Archives. You'll see a whole bunch of stuff. Mark? Yeah, Joe. Yes. I think I have a ray of hope for you. All right, let's find out. My 15-year-old son was playing a computer baseball game. He swung. He struck out. His team lost the game. And after they lose the game, a little Morgan-like cheerleader voice comes on and says, Don't worry. You're all winners. My son snickered and said, euphorian, and flipped off the game. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was a ray of hope. Jim? Yes. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Fine. Say, uh, you know all those reindeer that uh, Santa's got flying through the sky now? Sure. Well, Adolf's probably in the front end, right? Uh, Rudolph. I mean Rudolph, yeah. yeah. Well, then, Joe? Yeah? Then uh, Then there's Adolf. He's in there, too. Yeah? He's kind of in the back end. Yeah, he can run just as fast, but he can't stop as quick. That's Rudolph. That's Adolph the Brown Nose Reindeer. I was unaware of that one. Reindeer joke. <laughs> Very funny on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Adolph the Brown Nosed Reindeer. In Shakespeare's Hamlet. I love Shakespeare. I took a Shakespeare class. Bring it on, bro. In Shakespeare's Hamlet, Mm -hmm. one character describes a common belief that in the Christmas season, dogs and cats refrain from fighting, roosters crow all night long, unpenned sheep will gather at the church, And white horses should be ridden only by naked women. Uh, Or children, one of the two. I would say, I'm going to go with unpenned sheep will go to the church. Well, you would be wrong. Uh, The common belief was that roosters crow Uh, all night long. Maybe I'm thinking of the Governor Ventura, unpenned sheep will gather at church. Santa's reindeer are most closely related to what animal? Uh, Caribou, elk, moose, white-tailed deer. They are most closely related to caribou. You are correct. (laughs) Doc, I did know that. In E. Nesbitt's Christmas story, The Conscience Pudding, what is the problem with the Christmas pudding? 
A, it tastes of soap and is undercooked. B, the family dog has eaten half of it. C, the children used peppercorns instead of dried currants. Oh. Or D, it is rolled behind the stove and no one can get it out. It has rolled behind the stove and gall darn it if anybody can get it out. Nope, it, it, it tastes of soap and is undercooked. What a... Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. On December 23rd in uh, Oaxaca, Mexico, yep. Oaxaca, yep. In, the Night of the Radishes Festival is celebrated. <laughs> On this night, a spicy pudding of radishes and fenugreek is served. Red and white radishes are put up for Christmas decorations. Children hunt for hidden radishes. Radish carvings of nativity scenes are displayed. <laughs> I would say they hang up a red and white radishes for decorations. Radish carvings of nativity scenes oh my goodness. are displayed. Uh, you know, pudding. Is pudding a... Uh, when you hear the term pudding... I don't, I don't even like the concept. I know, but do you pick, I picture it as a dessert. I do, too. They're putting radishes in pudding. If I ever found a radish in my pudding, I don't know what I'd do. Don't you agree? If you what, I'm pudding sorry. should be a dessert. They, they, those people in Mexico, you said wanted to put a radish no, in the pudding. No, no, that was one of the false answers. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Okay, all right, we'll be right back. Twelve days of Christmas, and we're going to do this. This one is in the form of letters. A question of letters written from Agatha. To her, her friend, John. Letters written from Agatha to her friend, John. That's right. And it's the 12 days of Christmas. All right. December 14th. Dearest John, I went to the door today and the postman delivered a partridge in a pear tree. What a delightful gift. I couldn't have been more su surprised. With my dearest love and affection, Agnes. December 15th, dearest John, today the postman brought your very sweet gift. Just imagine, two turtle doves. I'm delighted at your thoughtful gift. They are just adorable. Two All my love, Agnes. Right? So you got the pear tree so far and the two turtle doves. That's nice. Right? You with me? I'm with you. December 16th, dear John, oh, aren't you the extravagant one? Now I must protest. I don't deserve such generosity. Three French hens, they are just darling. But I must insist, you're just too kind. Love, Agnes. Huh? Likes the free three French hens. December 17th. Today, the postman delivered four calling birds. Now, really, they are beautiful, but don't you think enough is enough? You're being too romantic. Affectionately, Agnes. Who's on the phone? Patrick, and I'll tell you what, what his he comment. Want? I'll tell you what his comment was at the break. <laughs> Hang up on him. I'm doing this right, thing. We're doing the 12 days of Christmas. Get him out of here. Just know you're listening, though. Okay, goodbye. Matt. Matt. Yep, I had to find out where he was at. <clears throat> I'm telling you something right now. Let me tell you something. We're gonna do this till we get it right. So don't interrupt. I'm not going to interrupt. Please do not uh, call me right now. Uh, friends and family. What did he say?
Well, if we only did cable radio. Cable radio, we could. Uh, I could tell the people what what Patrick said. <laughs> oh God, he's right Patrick too. <laughs> All right, December seventeenth. But we did that. That's when he, she got the four birds. Four, four, calling, four calling birds. birds. Calling birds. No, you devil, John. Right. And December 18th, dearest John, what a surprise. Today, the postman delivered five golden rings, one for each finger. You're just impossible, but I love it. Frankly, John, all those squawking birds were beginning to get on my nerves. All my love, Agnes. December 19th, dear John. When I opened the door, there were actually six geese laying on my front steps. So here, you're back to the birds again, huh? Those geese are huge. Where will I keep them? The neighbors are complaining, and I can't sleep through the racket. Please stop. Cordially, Agnes. Sure. She's down to cordially yeah, it's now. not love her, sincerely. December 20th, John, what's with you and these blankety birds? Seven swans are swimming? What kind of... Dollar sign, pound sign, exclamation point joke is this. There's bird blank all over the house, and they never stop their racket. I'm a nervous wreck, and I can't sleep. It's not funny, so stop with the birds. Sincerely, Agnes. She's getting a little upset with the theme, I think, of John's I No, I think you're catching on. All right. December 21st. Okay, Buster. I think I prefer the birds. What the hell am I going to do with eight maids of milking? <laughs> not enough with all those birds and eight maids of milking, but they had to bring their own blank cows. There is blank all over the lawn. I can't get into my own house. Just lay off me, smartass. Egg. <laughs> Just sign egg. egg. No. Not love, not cordially. <laughs> December 22nd. Hey, blank. <laughs> What are you, some kind of sadist? Now there's nine pipers playing, and God, do they play. They never stop chasing those maids around since they got here yesterday morning. The cows are upset and stepping all over those screeching birds. No wonder they screech. What am I going to do? The neighbors have started a petition to evict me. You'll get yours from Ag. You know what this is missing? Tito. Yeah, sorry. December 23rd. You rotten blank. Now there's ten ladies dancing. I don't know why I call those sluts ladies. They've, <laughs> they've been blanking those nine pipers all night long. Now the cows can't sleep and they've got diarrhea. My living room is a river of blank. The commissioner of buildings has subpoenaed me to give cause why the building shouldn't be condemned. I'm sicking the police on you. One who means it, ag. Not the present. December 24th. Listen blank head. <laughs> What's with the eleven lords leaping on those maids and aforementioned ladies? Some of these broads will never walk again. Those pipers <laughs> ran through the maids and have been committing something with the cow. All 234 of the birds are dead. They must have been trampled to death in the orgy. I hope you're satisfied, you rotten swine. Your sworn enemy, Miss Agnes McAllister. <clears throat> December 25th, from the law offices of Taker, Spreader, and Baker. I just know it's Baker. That's what I said, right? Okay. Dear sir, this is to acknowledge your latest gift of 12 fiddlers fiddling, but you have seen fit to inflict on our client, Miss Agnes McAllister. The destruction, of course, was total. All correspondence should come to our attention. If you should attempt to reach Miss McAllister at Happy Dale Sanitarium, the attendants have instructions to shoot you on sight. With this letter, please find attached a warrant for your arrest. That's the 12. Still laughing today's at, the, at the lawyer's name. Yeah, from the law offices of Taker, Spreader, and Beggar.
That's better. Now, see an improvement from yesterday. Much better. Well, but see, you were late on the Tito Puente music. Should have had it right off the bat. Bang, bang, boom. This I have just had emailed to me by Mary Langfeld. Hands down. Nothing will top this one. <laughs> really? Nothing will top this. I don't care if we're on the air the, uh, the next for at least two more years. Two. R10. Thank you. Nothing will top <laughs> this. Heard you two talking about pageants and thought you might like this story. My sister attended a Christmas show in which a friend's child was playing the innkeeper. You paying attention? Innkeeper, the friend's child. He didn't like playing the bad guy, turning Mary and Joseph away. <laughs> The night of the performance, his moment came, and he reluctantly told Mary and Joseph that he had no room in the inn. But then he paused and said, but how about a beer? <laughs> give the kid the fanfare. Give him everything you got. Give him the... Give him the... So that, he said, that, first he says, I'm sorry, man. Then he says, no, then he says, Grab a brew. Don't cost nothing. Oh, man, the poor kid was that is just. fantastic. <laughs> Didn't want to be the bad guy. No. <laughs> says, hey, hey, uh, I got no room. But look, how about a beer? Oh, what, I, wonder, I wish I could have seen what Joseph said at That's that That's wonderful. Well, if I knew Joe. Sure, he's fine. Yeah, Joe. Cold night in December. What are you going to do? What do you got? <laughs> Let's have one. Let's have one. You got one in a go cup? <laughs> what do you Wouldn't got? it be great if the uh, if the guys playing uh, Mary and Joseph, uh, the the guy and the gal, yeah. uh, got into it and said, mm -hmm. eh, What do you got? <laughs> and Mary said, Joseph, you know you can't <laughs> control that donkey if you've had a few. Oh, right, right, exactly. I'll have to drive the mule. <laughs> oh. Oh, Mary, I'm going to give you the keys. <laughs> Can you imagine the crowd? <laughs> that had to if be. If somebody had a videotape what, of that, that, that would be funny to, to watch. Be, that had to be. The, uh, that crowd had to go nuts. You know, I'm sorry. We got, got a, no room at the nothing. end. Well, look, I got a little Sam Adams on tap. How about. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Chris? Yes, Joe. Hi. My husband, on a kind of a whim, uh, had a paper route in St. Paul for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And wherever this woman is delivering papers and getting an 80% rate of, of tips, it's, it's, I am going to say that the more euphoria in the neighborhood, the fewer people tip. Would, almost nobody tips. I, would, I, I think you're on to a very interesting link there. I find that plausible. Well, we had, he had a former mayor and a current mayor on his route. Really? And the former mayor never tipped, and the current mayor at that time always tipped. So he had Latimer and Coleman. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and Latimer stiffed him, and Coleman gave him a little taste. And does that surprise anyone? No. But but, you know, you, these carriers get, like, nine cents a paper for every paper they throw. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, they're, they're definitely not the weak link at the paper. They work really hard. Yeah. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
the more euphoria in the neighborhood, the less likely the tip. That's why I moved into the city to try to change that. And you'll have to, yeah. single-handedly. Well, you're in Wellstone land. I know, but Wellstoneville. <clears throat> paper, the paper carrier I have now. I've been there two weeks. Let's, you know. Joe. What do you do? Greetings, hail the flashlight king. Yes. Uh, why is that last uh, statistic no surprise to anyone that the people that want to give your money away the worst don't want to give their own money away? Oh, but anyway, of course not. I've got a tipping story for you. I'm a member of the Minnesota militia, and I was doing some training down in uh, Quito, Ecuador, a few years back. And I got to my hotel down there and checked in and uh, went to the cash machine, and I got out 100 uh, U.S. dollars of the Ecuadorian dollar. I can't remember the name of it, mm -hmm. but it was about 5000 to 1. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the bellhop took my bags, and we went up to my room, and I, he helped me in my room, and he kind of stood around for a little while, so I, I was getting my tip out ready for him. And I, I didn't think anything of it. I grabbed a dollar out of my pile of cash, and I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. And he kind of gave me this funny look, and, and he turned around and walked away. And I was in my room for a little while, and after a while, I walked, walked by the trash can on the way out of my room. And there in the trash can was that bill I had given him. <laughs> what was it worth, about one millionth of a cent? Oh, yeah, I was like giving a tipping the guy a penny at, you know, a nice hotel in downtown Minneapolis. I gave him the equivalent of about a penny because I, I forgot the exchange rate. <laughs> you know, it was, it was 5,000 potatoes or whatever it was. I can't remember the name of the currency, but it was about 5,000 to one. Big spenders <laughs> peeling off the bills and gives them the equivalent of a nickel. Exactly. That's uh, pretty good. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention to you is that in Europe, I think most of the uh, bills include the tip on there. Mm -hmm. And um, the last thing I'll say and let you go is that uh, the Turkish lira, the equivalency there to $1 is about 10,000 Turkish lira to $1. So that's a real challenge when you get over to Turkey to do a little tipping there. Right. Now, tip them, tip there. them the American money. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the easy thing to do, just give them American money because that's, that's universal and you don't have to worry about it. So. Joe, if thank ever, you. If there's ever a doubt, just give him American money. All right, thank you. Thank you. You got no shot in Turkey. No. Bruce, real quickly. Yeah, hey, well, being a garage logician, you know, you got you to gotta tip the most important guy. You're always generating trash, so you give a good, hefty tip to the G-man, the garbage man, because then for the rest of the year, you can leave an extra sack or an extra container out there, and there's no question asked. Well, especially with my guy, I could leave a dead horse out there. There you go. All right, thank you. Thank you. You see right. the candy out there? Uh, yeah, I just had a, a turtle or something. I resisted. What's the difference between a turtle and a uh, cluster? I don't know. They're both good. The uh, Cathedral of St. Paul yes? has on display now its... Uh, life-sized uh, nativity scene. They put the baby Jesus out already? Uh, or did they wait till No, they Christmas? he was out there. Hmm. And I've, you know, I've seen that thing for years, <laughs> right? Yeah, you've been through this, somebody stealing baby Jesus and then oh, yeah. putting him back. So I'm thinking, you know what, though? I've never really seen it close up. So... Uh, what do you decide to do, Joe? Well, I was out for a walk the other day and I thought... <laughs> You know, how your mind, the, I can hear the gears grinding, you know. 
You know, I've just never been up there. I've I've seen it when I've driven by well, every day, but and I came uh I came to it from behind. You know, okay. I approached the stable right from behind. I can picture that. Uh but then it's 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 perched <laughs> on a pretty good hill. Mm-hmm. And uh I thought, well, I'll just swing around the front here. Sure. See. But some fresh uh, snow had had fallen. And I, I got around all right to where I was looking at some of the, the wise men. Right. And up close, that stuff is really spooky. It's like, <laughs> you know, carnival stuff. I mean, it's. <laughs> yes. And then all of a sudden, I, I fell. I I lost my oh, footing. My I, I reached out for the chicken wire. Right. And I missed it. And I, kind of <laughs> going on my Please, butt down Lord. the hill. And then somehow I, I flipped over. And I rolled. <laughs> Please, Lord up above, let there be it on camera at the security, uh, the Capitol or the Cathedral security so I can go and verify it. So I'm... I ended up on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and then you got to do one of those things like, hey, oh, what happened? Hey, Whoa. Christmas roll. Let's go a go roll there. <laughs> little nativity roll. And I thought, man, oh, I, you man. know, I, and I got this, my hat on, it says KSTP. <laughs> and, and, you know. Uh, bring them down to Dorothy Day. Uh, let's sorry. get them. Let, you know, it was a good thing somebody <laughs> just didn't say, let's haul this one away. Because oh. at the last, about the last. I picture you lunging at the chicken well, wire as if that's going to help you. Well, you I know? went for the chicken wire and I lost it. <laughs> and now, so now I'm rolling. And, well, it's a good thing I stopped when I hit the sidewalk. I'm kind of laying there in a heap because, you know, another, dazed and, you know, another whoa, couple whoa. of feet, I'm rolling right into Summit. You're right on Summit, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I could have got hit by a mass transportation device. <laughs> so now I have to get up, see? Kind of dust myself off. <laughs> you try to ha- you have to get up in a way that you're cool. Yeah. You got two options at that point. Yeah. Lay and pretend you're unconscious for a minute till all the people or cars yeah, that were there have might've... passed. Right. And then you got to get up and go. Hey, I'm just <laughs> taking a little snooze there. Yeah, I kind of checked myself over, <laughs> and I, you know, oh. and, and I said, you know what though, I'm I'm more determined than ever now. Now you're on a mission. I Done. go up the hill. Right. But I did it, you know, with my feet out like skis. Right. So I kind of was plodding up the, you know, bent into the hill. And I got up because I'm... Yeah. Well, I'm going. I'm going in now. I'm going to check out all these... Not be beaten all by these the baby figures. Jesus. So now I'm struggling up there with that telemark thing. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like this. Oh, Right. <laughs> And people are walking by going, hey, we got another one down here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So now I get up there again. And I was careful this time. So now I'm crawling. Scaling. No, I'm I'm grabbing the chicken wire, but I'm moving along the thing like this. So I don't. Right. And then I went over this side. And then, oh, that guy scared me. And I, <laughs> he didn't like the frankincense guy. And the donkey. There's a a donkey in there. It's, I haven't been up close either. Now well, I know why. It's, it's hair raising to try and get close. Huh. But the donkey, you know, that thing looks real. And uh, how's baby Hazu? He's in there. He's he looking good. Hay, you know. Give the you whole, how you doing? 
and uh, and uh, you know you got the. At what point had you had enough? What did you decide? You know what I've seen it up close, and it's just pretty much almost like every other nativity scene I've seen. No, I was thinking things like, I wonder where they store these things. <laughs> you never just go up and enjoy it and go, man, does that look nice? And let's get her going. What do you think you're, you're I did? About I the... went up and enjoyed it. I looked. But you're worried about the logistics of well, it. I, Who I, cleans them? Where I do can, they? St- I can tell you exactly what I was mm-hmm. thinking. All right, I'm thinking. A, you know, I'd hate to stumble onto these figures in a dark basement. It would scare the hell out of you. Yes. The, you know, the old yes. shepherd guy, you know. Sure, he's always looking at you. And uh, Some guy so, sent me an email here. It sounds like you were shoosing yeah, down the hall. Shoosing. <laughs> yes, down the hall. So, okay, so now down I'm wondering, I wonder where they store this, you know, mm-hmm. because that would be frightening. All right. And then I'm thinking, I wonder if they build a new manger every year. Because this thing looked tip-top. What, an auction it off? I don't know. Hey, win the manger. Or maybe they disassemble it and uh, and uh, store that. You are listening to the Best of Garage Logic on 1500 ESPN, which is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. More coming up after this.